within every lifetime, we get the rare opportunity to witness one of Earth's greatest miracles. I never imagined in my lifetime I would not only witness one of our leaders who has made such a great impact on the world, but our first black president, Barack Obama, and now a Caribbean black Asian American Vice President Kamala Harris, a graduate from Howard University, a historical black college. Whoever thought it or even dreamed it, I tell you who. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of the world's greatest literary writers. I said the world because he fought for justice for everyone, everywhere, and his speeches and literary works were evidence of that. I'm Bob Stewart, and I welcome you to CAP which is a quest to elevate literary knowledge everywhere. You know, if Martin Luther King were alive today, he would be 92 years old. And I wonder just what Martin would have to say to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and all of us especially during this troubling time. I wonder if you would just allow me to to mimic him, to try to say what I believe he would say or a portion of what he would say in his own vernacular. Thank you. This is a real treat to be back in the nation's capital just to revisit the Lincoln Memorial and climb the Capitol steps. I recall the moment in 1963 when our march on Washington took place. Much has changed since then and yet much remains the same. In 1963, we demanded that the United States pay its debt to the black man for 400 years of free labor and give him full citizenship status. But in 2020, in 2021, I think we must all agree that the call is for Black Life Matter acknowledgement. And I believe that the Black Life Matter call is more appropriate and necessary because it covers the whole scope of our human existence. My I Have a Dream speech is still relevant. And we must continue to dream. But dreams alone will not bring us our desired results. 
Our dreams must not be of a sleep-induced nature, which leaves us in a catatonic state of existence. But we must dream in an awakening state of action, accessing all the tools of democracy to bring about the necessary change. We do have a history of superheroes, or as I like to call them, super soldiers, who have played their role in working towards our perfection. We must give thanks to my good friend, our 44th President, Barack Obama, for his leadership and guidance during a most difficult time. Time when America was on the very edge of economic extinction and its morale was at its lowest ever. President Obama brought the country back, bailed out America from the claws and grips of a self-inflicted demise. Still, the opposing party tried to turn down. But he never flinched. Our battles have been fought on and off the battlefields in foreign countries. But most of our battles have been fought right here in the United States. In the courts. In the halls of justice. Educational institutions. Jobs. Churches and the streets of every major city across the country. We have had to fight the very idea and ideals of philosophy, ethics, and even the absurdity of our own manhood. When I look back at the colonial days, I see a slave by the name of Christopher Attica. First soldier who gave his life for the cause of liberty. And then one must take note that not only during the Revolutionary War and all of America's conflict and scrimmages, the black man has fought diligently and passionately for the survival of this republic. When I think back to the Civil War, Slave by the name of Kit Stewart comes to mind. He was a fugitive with a bounty on his head and managed his way through the dazzling maze to freedom. Charmed the Union Army in 1863 and fought with every breath of life to overcome the terrible menace of slavery. Yes, we give thanks to Hiram Ravel, W.E.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, Mega Evers, Sojourner Truth, Harry Tubman, George Washington Carver, Emmett Till, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali, John Lewis, Mahalia Jackson, Andrew Young, 
Jim Brown, Harry Belafonte, and my beloved wife, Coretta Scott King. They and so many more were soldiers. They never flinched. I make a special request of you to be watchful. Raphael Warnick, John Ossoff, and Stacey Abrams. They will definitely march to the drumbeat of righteousness and justice. I say to the newly arriving president and vice president, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you have been given the opportunity to write a new page in American history. Scribes of this episode which should give hope to a divided country and a diminishing world and to make clear that time is of the essence. Time is running out. All of humanity have been placed in a precarious position, a position of doom if the moral, political, economic, Norms are not redressed and addressed. They must come to this new responsibility with a sense of urgency and determination to diffuse and not detonate this destructive device. They must be cognizant of the fact that the preservation of our civilization is due to a large extent on how they see and act in regard to this ugly stigma, racism, exploitation, and militarism. Every now and then, it is necessary for all forms of government to examine themselves to gauge whether they are in conformity with their constitution and their charter and the ideologies on course politically and psychologically with a moral compass. Yes, one of the greatest hindrance to social, political, military, and financial progress is the dogmatism that penetrates and permeates the entire organism of our institution. It is never more obvious and damaging when it is exhibited in a single individual some form of dictatorship. After 245 years, our republic is still standing. Twice in its existence, this republic had to endure internal attacks. First attack was during the Civil War. Second attack was just a few days ago. January 6, 2021, when a dissident group of insurgents attempted to thwart the peaceful transfer of power in our democracy. And if this coup had succeeded, 
we would have been thrown back to the dark ages of civilization. And if this coup had succeeded, at this very moment, we would be trying to extricate ourselves from the chains and shackles of the dark political dungeons of antiquity. Martin Luther, who once nailed his 95 theses on the Catholic church door in Wittenberg, once said, Where the battle rages, there the loyalty of the soldiers proved. And to be steady on all the battlefields besides, it's mere flight and disgrace if he flinches at that point. So I said to you, we must be vigilant. We must be watchful. And we must never flinch, no matter how difficult the hour, no matter how frustrating the moment, we must never flinch. We must keep on pressing on Till justice rolled down like a mighty river and righteousness like a mighty stream. So I say, my soldiers, don't flinch. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. propelled us to where we are now and into the future. And so we have to be mindful and we should often pay attention and go back and read some of his works and listen to him and see what direction that we should go. We have a big responsibility ahead. We haven't reached the pinnacle. We're not on the mountaintop yet. And we are not in the promised land. But we're moving. And we are moving in the right direction. We have to avoid all of the obstacles that will be thrown in our path to throw us back. When you think of the changes with Jim Crow and racism, all that stuff in the past... It's nothing compared to what we're going to have to face in the future. I think we're on the right. I think we are in the right mindset. And our energy level is to the extent needed. And our intelligence is on course with whatever is necessary for us to overcome all of these efforts. Become your own super soldier. And remember... Don't flinch.